Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. I've been waiting to say this. I mean, I have been waiting to say this for two plus years, but today we have a Vogue editor in the house. I am so excited for this one because it's funny. We've had some former Vogue editors on this, but this is the real deal. Like you're still a Vogue. You're at Vogue. <laughs> no, she really is. She is the Vogue editor. She is the <laughs> Choma Nadi, the editor of Vogue.com. You guys, she has been at Vogue for 14 years. I think it's safe to say she might be one of the coolest people. Her style is amazing and so uniquely her, which we can't wait to get into. She's also a co-host of one of my favorite podcasts. It's Vogue's podcast, The Run Through with Vogue, alongside Chloe Mall. We love it. It's brilliant. Thank you. We love Chloe. Thank we you. love Chloe. Chloe's it's such so a great fun. listen to get updated on fashion, culture, and so much more. Today, we're going to be talking all things fall fashion. The woman who knows its best is Choma. We're going to talk trends, it pieces, new designers, Vintage Finds Fashion Week and so much more. Choma! <laughs> I mean, listen, when Elizabeth's like, I think I can get Choma, I'm like, you think you can get Choma? Let's, let's just not say it out loud until it's sitting in front of like, us. I think <laughs> I can get Victoria it. Beckham. Let's not say it until it's good. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. you I'm know, so thrilled to be here. Thank you for doing this. We love everything you do at Vogue. And I love that, you know, Anna said this about you. She looks in unexpected places and all over the world to find out who is doing the best work, who we should be celebrating now. I absolutely rely on her eye, her cosmopolitanism, and her taste. Even better, she is forward-looking and understand that Vogue needs to reach new audiences and do so in new years. I mean, wow. that's Anna fucking winter. I mean, I'm sorry, but she's just, you know— it's giving you props. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> but we really are happy to have you. And your podcast is incredible. But I know you were at the Evening Standard, but how did you get to Vogue? How did you get in fashion? Wow. God, it feels so long ago. I actually wanted to be a stylist, but then I interned with a stylist and hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to slap the bags. It just wasn't what I imagined. And I think I realized I like dressing myself more than I like the art of styling. So a friend of my brother's who's a who's a great editor in London, she 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 just suggested, well, have you thought about writing? And I just thought, well, no, I just didn't didn't think about it. And then she ended up getting me a job at the Evening Standard magazine. Her name is Polly Vern and she's amazing. We're still, we're still really good friends for when I worked on ES magazine, which is a really fun 
weekly supplement of the paper. And it was just a really fun, fun time and good place to learn. You know, my first job wasn't easy, but I learned a lot. I think it was pre-Google. So I ha- I remember going to the library often to get clippings whenever I needed to get research for one of the editors. I started off as a features assistant. And yeah, I can't imagine doing that now, like going like, please go to the library and fetch me some clippings. It just seems so old school. <laughs> I know. I mean, I remember those days, by the way. So yeah. Yeah. I'd have to time. go look it up, print it, you Gotta know. Go look it up, print it out. The Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey yes. Decimal System. So different. <laughs> and how did you transfer into Vogue? So I ended up getting a job in New York and Indie Magazine, which I was very excited about, called Trace. And I had a really fun time covering music, fashion, and culture. And, and like that's always been kind of my sweet spot, covering like fashion through the lens of culture and I went to work for a music magazine called The Fader mm-hmm. and I was there for five years really loved it had a good time it was a really young fun team and, and and it was quite scrappy you know we didn't have many resources but we did really fun things and our fashion editor would go all over the world shooting people casting people on the street it was it was a really interesting time and he ended up becoming the fashion director at GQ so fast forward I was there for five years and I was just starting to feel like I was outgrowing my position and just felt like I, I was ready for a new challenge and started asking around to friends, you know, and a friend of mine was like, well, actually, I think there's, there's a writer job at Vogue. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'll get that job. You know, like I want something more realistic, like keep an eye out. And he was like, no, 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 no. I think I think you'd be really great there. I think they'd I think they'd like you. So I ended up interviewing at Vogue. I didn't get the job the first time around, but they called me and said, you know, we really liked you. We we had an internal candidate, um, but, you know, we we really liked you. So next time there's a job opening, we'll let you know. And I was just... You're like, really, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> there's you a know. line. Yeah. And I think at the same time, I was like interviewing at different places. And I think I interviewed for a job at New York Magazine. I think what was kind of pre the strategist, before the strategist started. And it was... And they were interested in in kind of hiring me. And then I got a call back from Vogue and they said, can you come in again? If That was like maybe a month later. And I was really surprised. And I think then it sort of sunk in that it could be real. And I was really nervous in the interview because I, I felt like, it, you know, I was kind of like shooting for the stars in the first, mm-hmm. first interview. I just figured, oh, I'm never going to get this job. So I might as well just be myself. Second interview, I was like, oh, this shit. is real. Now it's like the pressure is on. <laughs> Pressure's on. But yeah, it feels feels like another lifetime ago, you know? And what were those first few weeks like? What, can you remember? Yeah, I remember feeling, you know, stressed about what to wear to work. <laughs> I mean, that, there's imagine, no bigger yeah. pressure cooker, Yeah, you I know, imagine. and I was, I was stressed about what to wear in front of you now. Can oh you my imagine? God, don't get stressed. <laughs> Honestly, like I was always, I loved vintage and, you know, I, it was, a, you know, it was a, it was kind of an entry level salary. So I didn't really have like much income at my disposal to, to, to invest in designer labels. So I would wear a lot of vintage and just get really thrifty and, and experiment with different clothes. And yeah, I guess I just had fun with it. And, but yeah, in the beginning I was like, Oh God, what do I wear? You know, coming from work in a music magazine where kind of anything went. And Mm -hmm. most of my, co-workers were guys who came in and like you know a band t-shirt and some sneakers and that was kind of the uniform so it was 
kind of a different world to be put into. And then also just the world of fashion shows. You know, I'd been to Fashion Week, but I'd never really covered fashion shows and I'd never At been that to Europe. Level. For, yeah, I'd never been to Paris for the shows. And I remember the first time going and the first time going to a Chanel show. Yeah, it was a big, that was a, it was. It's still a big yeah, deal. it's still a I big mean, deal. What was the first article or what was the first when was the first time you saw your name in print at for vogue i think I, it was a victoria beckham <laughs> article i think she was launching bags or it was so long ago and i remember you know working with my editor at the time and he gave me really instructive notes and obviously i was really keen to get it right and you know at the end you get anna reads the stories and she she writes AWOC on it. And I remember getting my first AWOC and my editor passed me the, the note and was like, you got AWOC? And I was like, yeah, which means Anna Wintour, okay. It's just her initials and she A-walk. signs off. Oh my, oh my gosh. I was she like, where is this off. going? I know, where, where's yeah. AWOC? Is it what A-walk? is AWOC? What's yeah. <laughs> it means, no, that's yeah, you. Her yeah. initials okay. plus okay. Oh so she signs off every piece. She's, you know, she looks at everything. She reads everything. So I think that's one misconception people don't realize. I know, you know, they think she's, I mean, she is the, biggest editor of all time, mm. but she really does the work. Mm. I mean, she's done the work for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. 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 She really does. Yeah. She's, she has a standard and she never deviates from that standard. Yeah. And I think that's sort of a life lesson to all of us and everything. Yeah. You can apply that to everything. It's not just a magazine thing. I mean, that to me is why she's maintained her status as she has mm-hmm. for as many decades as she has. Yeah. It's a, it's, incredible to me I don't think I don't think you can there's no one who works harder so you'll never it's it's really tough working for someone like that because you're like I'm just never gonna be able to you know but it makes you rise to the challenge I would imagine for sure I think it does make you rise to the challenge and it's really good training you know what I think has been incredible and I mean I started with you know Corinne Day Kate Moss and the Mm, grunge and yeah then I you know went into like the pretty with the Victoria's Secret and yeah you know, Stephen Klein and Richard Meyer, Patrick de Marchillier, Peter Lindbergh. And I think she's literally just, she's she's kept going, mm-hmm. kept evolving yeah. in a time where there wasn't Google. Yeah. There wasn't iPhones. And I mean, she's just, I remember when she put Kanye and Kim on the cover and I'm like, oh boy, that's never going to happen. And it happened. I mean, she evolved with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that you really learn when you work at Vogue is just always relentlessly looking forward like what's next what's new what's coming around the corner and that's been an incredible lesson just trying to keep up with yeah because obviously we want to be first well when you think about it style.com was the first true I mean that was my fashion PR days com was like where you would go and you had to make sure you had your review on style.com and to me that was like the probably the evolution like vogue.com yeah, kind of. Vogue Runway. I mean, like Vogue Style.com. Runway. Like, which, that was the, the birth of it, right? Yeah, Style.com. I mean, so many people cite Style.com and my colleague Nicole Phelps runs Vogue Runway, and, you know, and saw that transition from going from Style.com to Vogue Runway. And she has such a wealth of knowledge and it's really incredible to work alongside her because... I remember Nicole. Yeah, yeah she's She's fab. She's really... She's a really great person to work with. To me, what's so interesting, and and I'm curious if what your thoughts are on this, but I feel like digital and dot-com is what has also pushed fashion to become fast fashion. Like I remember sitting in a meeting with Diane von Furstenberg mm. at the CFDA 
And one of the biggest conversation points, and Anna was there, was how fashion shows in print and magazines were by the time you would show a collection on the runway mm. and it would be in a magazine three months later, consumers were seeing it online. Right. It would be marked down in department stores. Mm. So there had to be kind of this like crossroads of where fashion was meeting with digital. Mm. With that was a tough couple of years. stores, yeah. online retail. Like it was really kind of a, a pivotal moment, I think, in fashion. And I think that's also when Zara, fast fashion really fast sort of fashion started happening. Yeah, I, I I think you're probably right. I mean, I do think the digital age accelerated fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're in a process now of slowing down and trying to appreciate. And, you know, you talk to a lot of young people now and they're really, in, they're really kind of intentional about what they buy. If they buy new things, many of them don't. They, they prefer circular fashion. They prefer to buy something vintage or... Um, they want to know where it's made. They want to just make really intentional choices. Obviously, fast fashion is still huge, but I think we're beginning to learn just how damaging it is to mm-hmm. the environment and just how important it is that when we invest in new things that we we think responsibly about what we're buying. The art That's of fashion. A, it's the art of fashion. I mean, I yeah. like you, I didn't have money when I was living in yeah. London and Milan yeah. and Paris and yeah. traveling and I relied on vintage. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what comes around goes around. I mean, I can... I, Especially in London, I would I would do really, really well. I had my haunts in South Kensington. I, I mean, I really, I mean, I had no money, but I could find like the negligee slip dress with the boot. Like I could put it all together. Right. I, well, I couldn't, but then I, I learned from Vogue. But I do think, you know, now as I've gotten older, it, for me, it hasn't really changed. Like I mm-hmm. would save and save for that one. You always did that. Always. Mm-hmm. I, my first dress was Missoni at Joseph, South Kensington. Yeah. I put it on layaway. It was like 400 pounds. I didn't have 400 pounds, but I still have that Missoni dress. Wow. Same thing for, God bless you. We love you. We miss you, Jane Birkin. Same thing. I would get cash for some of my modeling and I brought $10,000 worth of cash into the Hermes store and we're like, we don't take cash. I'm like, you got to try to help me. And I got, <laughs> I want my yeah. bag. I want, I want my Betty Birkin, my Betty. I love her. I've had her for close to 25 years. Wow. You know, and we are the same. Like we really invest. I, my mom said, do you want six t-shirts or do you want one great mm. one? Yeah. You know, she was always like, you know, she didn't really believe in fast fashion. I mean, no, I, mean I just went, really... I literally just got back from Paris and I was like, this is the trip of investment purchases. Yeah. yeah. I bought a beautiful coat from Celine. I bought the blazer that I've wanted. I bought a beautiful cardigan. Like, you know what? I could buy probably 20 cheaper things. Yeah. But I want stuff that's going to last. And I think that's, that comes with age. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with an appreciation for fashion. And yeah. your planet and, you know, and, sustainability and, yeah. and, you know, Again, look what it's doing. This episode was brought to you by eBoost. Do you ever feel sluggish midday and have the urge to grab yet another cup of coffee? I try to be cognizant of how much I intake a day and really I'm pretty good about sticking to one cup, but I'm excited to let you in on a little secret I've been swearing by. eBoost Superfuel. It's game-changing. It's a discovery that keeps me feeling fueled all day, and I think you guys are going to love it. eBoost has created products for people just like us, constantly on the go. 
Their Super Fuel is a sparkling natural energy drink, unlike anything you've experienced before. It's packed with plant-based caffeine, vitamins, minerals, nootropics, electrolytes, and antioxidants. I mean, how good does that sound? There's a whole range of flavors that are truly delicious from blue raspberry to orange mango, my favorite, to strawberry lemonade and ginger lime. Did I mention each can only has 15 calories or less with only one to two grams of sugar? So there's literally nothing to feel guilty about. The natural caffeine is truly what sets this drink apart, formulated from green coffee seed and green tea, so you don't need to worry about any jitters or crashing. I love Superfuel post-lunch, pre-dinner, around the 3 p.m. mark. They're great if you know you're going to be out late or studying into the night, even before or after a workout, or even if you're jet lag. Really everything and anything where you need a little extra energy boost to get you through the day. Eboost is so confident that you're going to love Superfuel. They're giving you guys a four-pack for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eboost.com slash lipstick to get your free four-pack of Superfuel. Is sitting here holding you back? If it is, I have just the thing for you. Nutrafol. Their physician-formulated hair growth supplements and scalp care products create a simple but effective routine to address thinning at the source. We all know hair changes can happen due to a whole host of reasons. Age, biology, lifestyle. Nutrafol is truly the best because they meet you exactly where you are with their science-backed formulas tailored to your needs. While Nutrafol's hair growth supplements target the root causes of thinning hair, their scalp care formulas help create a healthy environment for improved hair quality. Just like our skin, when our scalps are unbalanced or not cared for regularly, they can become clogged, dry, and yes, even irritated. The shampoo scalp mask and scalp essence are both gentle and really effective to get the exfoliant you need to purify and to balance the scalp for improved hair health. What do I always say? Exfoliate, exfoliate, exfoliate. I love that the shampoo does just that without stripping. Nutrafol scalp care products are clinically shown to balance the scalp and visibly improve hair health with their 100% natural fragrance, zero parabens, and ingredients that are color and extension safe. Take the first step towards improved hair and scalp health now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our U.S. listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com slash scalp and enter promo code LIPSTICK. Find out why over 4,000 hair care professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash scalp. Guys, enter LIPSTICK. off your first scalp care order. This is available only to U.S. customers for a limited time. That's Nutrafol.com slash scalp promo code lipstick for $10 off your first scalp care order. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, let's talk all Fall fashion trends. Fashion <laughs> trends. Choma, what are we seeing? What do we need? What are our color palettes? What are you most excited about? What are we most excited about? Well, I think, first of all, you need good tailoring, great tailoring. Mm. I think, you know, there were a couple of movies that, um, influence the collections. I think everybody watched Tar and was talking about the Lydia Tar effect, and you just saw it all over the runways. Everywhere was sort of clean lines, beautiful tailoring. You know, it was about a, a really beautifully cut suit. You know, whether you were at the Row or Proenza, mm-hmm. we saw that consistently everywhere. This kind of pared back, very elegant look. It's always exciting to see something quite grown up, something that feels like an investment, something that that feels tangible. You know, sometimes we see we see trends or moods coming through the collections that maybe aren't so applicable to everyday life. But everybody, you know, I know I can think in a good suit jacket or a really well tailored pair of trousers. You know, I think tailoring is something that feels really like connected to the real world, you know, and connected to our lives you know, especially as women. And I think you can also sometimes buy a less expensive blazer or a pair of pants, but if you tailor it to yourself, you yeah. know, take it to a good tailor. I always buy one size, yeah. two buy two sizes bigger, tailor, especially also if you don't know if it's going to fit, like you're better off to go bigger. But mm. also just for the 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 fit of it. I'm so tall that it just lays differently. And it right. doesn't matter if it's a size 10 or 12 or four or two. Like, Where do you get pants? Um... I mean, I like Celine. Right. I like YSL. Right. I had yeah. insane suiting. They had these power, I sho- it. like power shoulders that were very, and it was more of a sort of an eighties feeling. But yeah, I can I can imagine a lot of oversized suiting too. I I love the oversized. I yeah. can't pull that off. I mean, I'm five foot four. I would look like a football player, like walking down. Yeah, I don't I, think I could pull it I, off I either. I'm seeing it. I yeah. don't think I could pull it off. So like the nudes and the monochromatic, are we still going into that phase with like a pop or we, what are, what are our colors? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think the fact, the, pa- the palette felt darker, to be honest. I mean, um, when I think of the other movie, when I think, or I think of the other character, I think of Wednesday Adams and mm-hmm. I, and that Rodate collection that was super gothic. And there was this Slightly gothic, dark feel. Okay. Obviously, you get darker col- darker colors in the fall, but it felt specifically quite moody, you know, and, and quite gothic. So I think we can expect some of that to come. Like, Jenna Ortega was amazing in, in that show. And I think maybe we saw some of that, some of her influence on the runway. So in, in speaking of silhouettes, is it going to be more, are we the knits and the rib and all the is that still like really in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think there's still kind of a, I mean, when you go out onto the street, what you see is, I think there's this celebration of the body. There's still this very close form fitting line, I think, you know, and, and I don't think that's going anywhere. It was interesting because you saw these really inflated silhouettes too. Mm-hmm. these and people were making comparisons to inflation. The fact that things are literally blown up, mm-hmm. but there were these kind of inflated silhouettes. I personally I'm not sure that like women out in the world are going to buy that. Yeah. They Don't wanna... anything that makes me look bigger. No. <laughs> it's no. a hard pass for me. <laughs> exactly. So I think, 
you know, as far as the sort of shapes we're going to see, I still think that this more kind of celebration of the body, this sleeker line is what what women are always going to gravitate towards or what the moment that we're in now anyway. You know, we're in the age of skims. We're in we're mm-hmm. in that age where I still think that, you know, we've gone from jeans to to, to leggings. Like mm-hmm. there's much more. It just feels much more the way that we dress now anyway to incorporate. I think the leisure. trouser. Yeah. Right. I think a, a great button down. Yeah. There's no, nothing chicer than a great white or dark yeah. blue or light. Like we were talking about navy, Prada yeah. navy, like a beautiful yeah. button down. Yeah. Even there's, this morning when I came in, I was wearing those black pants with just like a tucked in tank top. Like I no. just love yeah. almost like a little more masculine. I mean, I love yeah. a tank. I love a good, beautiful tank yeah. with like a, just like a cardigan or something over like a blazer. And what um, about must have accessories? We love a good accessory. Ooh, must have accessories. The age of the it bag went away. I think it went away. And that's like something I always, you think, mm. you know, we're all the same age ish, I would assume. Mm, So I remember like when you had to have the Chloe Paddington or that Marc Jacobs bag or, you know, no, I still think like it's not the same as it used to be. Like there was always a bag you had to have. Yeah, that's true. There there isn't right now. now, There's like 12 bags I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there are brands that are really people are coveting, you know, when it comes to bags. When I think about Bottega and how you know, the new creative director, Matthew Blase, people are really excited about Bottega. People are really excited about those bags. And maybe we're in a mode where, you know, quiet luxury is more the thing and it's not a bag that screams logos, mm-hmm. but maybe, yeah. And maybe it's less less about the logo, less about something that's super recognizable and more about something that's timeless. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think I've that's what it is. I've been surprised at how much the logo has come back. Yeah. On really? the back. Yeah. I don't know why. But I've look. I'm carrying something that says Selena. Would never have done that two years yeah, ago. Right. Never, yeah. ever. Or the Prada with the Raffia. Like, yeah. I would have never. I'm not a huge signage person, mm. but I'm, I don't. I just I, think that like what it is for me is I think brands have come more to the forefront as mm. opposed to one specific bag. Right. Like it used to be there was right. one bag, bag right, in that collection it. that everybody had to have. Mm. Now, to your point, Bottega. I feel like Bottega has knocked it out of the ballpark. Like, mm. and and there's a bag for, you know, not for everyone. Cause I, I do think that, you know, not, it's still a price point that maybe that not everybody can afford, but you know, there's a smaller bag that's mm. beautiful. So if you can only afford to buy one bag, maybe that's like the smaller little one, the right. camera bag you can get. Right. But if you have, you know, more, every bag is beautiful. And I think that brand has made a comeback. I think Loewe has done the yeah, same. Loewe I think it's great. There's multiple bags in that collection that Wave has really come on strong yeah. in the past three years. And that's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, right? they definitely Is have that how we say it. Yes, Loewe. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, speaking of fun accessories, I mean, we've seen we've seen how much fun that they can have with shoes and even in, you know, and just like that when Sarah Jessica Parker put on the the you know the infamous inflatable balloon shoe. Mm-hmm. That and I just saw went, that the in internet Paris. went went nuts. Yeah. And the pigeon bag. Oh my god! Wait, I hate pigeons. So that I didn't even. See, I haven't seen that. That's. Been, I like the pigeon bag. <laughs> There's Minnie Mouse fun. shoes. I was literally at the Loewe store, and they have shoes that look like Minnie Mouse's red shoes at Loewe. I know. So fun. I mean, it's, it's so just, fun. It's, no one's. I don't know who's buying that, but it's a statement. I think people are buying it. I think people want some novelty. They want something that's that stands out. Obviously, you have this sort of quiet, uh, more minimalist trend, but. 
I think there's also room for play always in fashion. And um, I think Jonathan Addison. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. look at. Yeah, that's a realist twist. And the, yeah. and the all Real those, twist. The, yeah. the, you know, the eyes and the, the, the faces and on bags. Yeah, yeah you're right. And I the do shoes. think it's fun to, you know, if you're going to sport, like do some, do have something like a little bit of fun, right? Yeah. Like that's, I think what we love you for because you're very eclectic in terms of your vintage, but you're also, you mix pattern. Yeah. Have you just always been able to do it and pull it <laughs> off? Yes, I think maybe it's trial and error. I've never really felt happy wearing all black. It just doesn't speak to me. And I think Colors kind of lift my mood. They speak to my personality. They yeah. maybe it's like a, a sort of my inner child gets an opportunity to play every day. And I think you know, you have an eye for it. I do think some people have an eye naturally and can pull it together. Like I'm looking at you. You're wearing this colorful, fun, beautiful, beautiful. Blouse. And her accessories are like yellow. I can't even explain <laughs> it because it's not going to sound right. But yellow and white, but then like looks like pearlescent. Yeah, it's like. Everything comes together with the shoes, with the the thread of the of the leather. But it, like, thanks, it's, guys. It's all like, you know, can my head explode? No, but I mean, if I pulled, <laughs> I I couldn't. A, I couldn't pull it together. Right. I, I just couldn't. I. But I also don't think it would look the same on me. Right. I just don't think well, I it's have how the, you wear it's it. It's how also. you wear it. It's like the. I mean, you're also stunning. So that's. Oh really my god, annoying, guys! I need so to come on this question. <laughs> so when you so when you dress yourself, yeah. do you still think about it when you go into the office? Yeah, I mean, it, I think getting dressed every day is like, it's exciting. It's fun. Like, it should be fun. And if I'm not having fun with it anymore, then there's a problem. Yeah. Because that's why See, I this work is in why fashion. we love, love New York clothes. a little bit more than LA because people do really people dress up. Yeah. Dress up and they have fun doing yeah, it yeah, and they yeah. experiment. You know, it's like I said to somebody about the skinny jean, I'm like, the skinny jean is done, people. Like, please, God, make it be done. Just don't make low rise. People, back. people have been like back. people. I, I'm sure everything comes around. I mean, to your point, I was like, I was having din dinner yesterday, and usually I'm not kind of a person who who likes to sit outside. It's usually too hot, or I'm not into the outdoor dining. But it was so fun to be sat kind of outside the Barrier Hotel, seeing people walk mm -hmm. by and just seeing how people were dressed, and it just reminded me like, wow. New Yorkers go there. Yeah. There was just there was just look after look after look. And, and by the way, it's exciting to watch other people dress. 100%. And no salary. Yeah. yeah. Right? No, for sure. Yeah. It was it's like just the way they put yeah. it together. It's yeah. just all kind of yeah. yeah just yeah. experimenting, I mean, playful and yeah, just having fun with fashion. I mean, I remember moving here and working in fashion having no money and you fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know how much I love a glass of wine or a delicious cocktail? Well, recently I found the newly launched Delola Spritz founded by Jennifer Lopez, and it makes enjoying a delicious cocktail so simple. Delola Spritzes are delicious, world-class crafted cocktails made with premium spirits and natural botanics and are ready to enjoy. All you have to do is pour it over ice, sit back, and sip into the sunshine. This is the answer to feeling like you're on a vacation all year round. And I have to say, with summer coming to a close, I'm trying to do everything I can to hold on to these last few drops. And Delola sort of helps me just do that. Whether by the pool or on the beach or in your backyard, 
Or you're just, even in your kitchen, Delola takes the hassle out of mixing up an impressive cocktail and their spritz for every palate. The Paloma Rosa Spritz is made with tequila, grapefruit, elderflower, the Bella Berry Spritz, a little bit of vodka, berries, and hibiscus. And L'Orange is made of amaro, orange, and passion fruit. How good do those sound? I love them all, but I'm obviously a bit partial to the Paloma, which is to die for. Just 110 calories, the alcohol content is a bit lighter than your traditional cocktail. Think closer to a glass of wine. So it's sort of that perfect thing when you want a light, refreshing drink with no fuss. I love that it's all in the bottle. No mixing or buying, any extra ingredients required. You just literally pour over ice, sip as you please. It's truly effortless, entertaining at its finest. You guys visit delolalife.com to find a store near you that carries Delola and follow at Delola on Instagram to learn more. That's at D-E-L-O-L-A. Please enjoy responsibly. Can we talk about how hard it is to find a protein powder that's both delicious and nutritious? Usually protein powder has a chalky aftertaste, but Clean Simple Eats, it's creamy, it's smooth, and you guys, their Simply Vanilla flavor literally tastes like ice cream. This protein powder is blowing up on TikTok for a reason, and it's truly one of the best I've ever had. I've been incorporating Clean Simple Eats into my daily routine, blending it with almond milk, berries, chia seeds, and a big handful of ice in the mornings post my workout. And you guys, a little trick I love doing is adding in oatmeal. Trust me. I've even gotten everyone in my household onto it, and I make a little bit slightly different variations depending on who it's for. With Gray, we do a faux vanilla milkshake, and he literally doesn't know the difference. And do not tell him. Each serving contains 20 grams of grass-fed whey protein, so it's really the perfect snack for the kids and us too. Plus, it's great before or after one of their sports games. They have 26, I mean 26 delicious flavors, all natural. You can't go wrong with any of them. Like I said, I love their Simply Vanilla, cookies and cream, s'mores, cake batter. I mean, we have literally all of them and even at my office. Their protein powder is non-GMO, gluten-free, third-party tested, always grass-fed and made with zero artificial ingredients. And it's their high ingredient standards that really sets them apart. I love that they're female-founded and owned business. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code LIPSTICK10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's cleansimpleeats.com, code LIPSTICK10 for 10% off your order. If you could splurge on one thing this season, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Are there a few things you want for the fall? Which you probably already got for free, but we'll keep going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I, I'm a very emotional shopper, so I have to shop in the moment. There are a couple of things I ordered. I love this brand called Becara. I put a personal order for a pair of their cargo pants, and they have this and a sweatshirt that has like a bra on the outside. There was some, they've been doing, they've been doing that sort of playful lingerie is outerwear thing for a while. And I've, I've always loved what they do. So uh, some brands I sort of, I'll order stuff because they're friends or because I want to make sure I get the thing that I want. (laughs) Yeah. But generally I'm, I'm buying a lot of resale. You know, I don't necessarily buy current season all the time. You know, there are some, young designers that I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. You know, I love this shirt is Martine Rose. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I buy a lot of her pieces. I like Wales Bonner. I like, there are a ton. uh, 
the Ophelia. There are a ton of, of young designers, like mostly designers of color that I want to support. Um, but as far as like big designer items, I'm not necessarily always looking that. I'll, I'll mix and match and see mm. and I'll, I'll buy a lot of resale. Like, oh, this is a, this I love is a that. skirt that's junior. I got it on the real real. Um, and maybe the shoes are old. Where Chloe. do you vintage shop? Do you do the real world? Do you do? Yeah, when I'm in LA, there's a place called Recess that I like. We like and Recess. I'm um, Scout. I like, you know, there are a few places that are hit up in LA and there's a place called, I think it's Replica. That's really fun to, even just to window shop because they have such great archival things. Like I, I, you know, I like to collect a lot of vintage or archival fashion. Like I have a big collection of Jean-Paul Gaultier that I've been collecting for a long time. So I'm always kind of looking for pieces that I might have missed as well as new things. And as far as New York, where do I shop vintage? You know, I haven't been shopping in person much. I think vintage shopping is better in LA at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I like, Yeah, I also like shopping in person when I'm out of town. Like I, when I'm when I'm in New York, I don't really go yeah. shopping much. I just kind of, I'm on my phone scrolling. See, I shop here, but I don't shop as much as yeah, I should same, in LA. Right? It's, it's the other way. weird. Something about not being at home makes yeah, it makes shop it more, more. fun. Mm -hmm. It's like I agree. You want to say, "Oh, I got this on a trip yep. to LA, and I remember what I was doing." And yeah, so I like to I like I to a vacation shop bag. in LA. Yeah, I always buy myself a little vacation bag. Yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. When I guess when I go to the to the shows, I like to do that too. Or just keep a little room in my suitcase because I know that as soon as I go to a, a fashion show, I suddenly think all of I need all new clothes because I'm already seeing what's next. And I'm like, oh, I'm done I hate with everything. what I have. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything. There's nothing more, you know, there's that moment when the lights go down and the music starts. Oh. And it's true art, you know, coming alive. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, I recently got to go to Chanel and I was like, yeah, this is. This oh, you went to the LA show? Yeah, I mean, this is. Was it fun? It was fun. It looked really fun. It was fun. This is cool. It's a football field and it's Chanel. Like, wow. It's, it's cool. Fun. It's pretty amazing. You know what I liked? And I don't normally, I like very few select pieces, but I think Paco Rabanne is having a little yeah, bit of a moment. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God, I, I, actually, I looked at the show. I'm not much into, I'm not much of a bag girl, but I love, I love, I have a little Paco Rabanne bag that I'm really into. And, and I come back to their bags time and time again. And Julian DeSena just actually did a, he did a collection, a Jean-Paul Gaultier Couture collection because they, they've been doing rotated collabs and it was really strong. He's a really, he's a really fantastic designer and it's been fun to see what he's been doing with Paco. And I've definitely bought a couple of pieces when of his first collection and I've been picking up bits and pieces there as well. And I think the bags are really fun. Like there's nothing that really beats like a is, fun sort of chain mail bag. Can you tell us a little, is Phoebe Philo coming back? She is indeed. I yeah. can't wait. When Everybody is that happening? Everybody's excited. September. It's, it's <gasps> yeah. going to be September. Yeah. And I heard that it's it's going to be, you know, DTC on sale in September shown and then available to buy. So I think people have been waiting for that. I mean, there are a lot of there's lots of news coming up. There's a new designer at Gucci that everyone's excited about. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, lots of lots of big fashion news happening in in the fall. What's, what's going to happen at Celine? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens at Celine. I mean, I guess Edie will continue to do yeah. his thing. I have one of Phoebe's first bags. You know that black one with the studs that I have? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember, coolest. like, you know. I bought it at Barney's. God. When Phoebe was doing Celine, there were so many different 
it bags that this was like coveted, right? Oh, loved it. I'm so happy I kept this bag. I, I, I it's hard to bags. get. You got to keep all the archives. Um, I will never sell anything. I have a, a shirt. Actually, I was going to wear that today. That I love. That's one of her as well. Find some stuff from yeah. her. It's just gotten so expensive. I know. It's it goes up every year. It, it is, Ugh. and you got to get it while it's. Um, you just got to grab it while you get can. it while you can. Get, get it, it while, while you can. can. <laughs> Jesus, I'll just tell that to my husband. Just, there's the MX. Yeah, I have just a few get of it the while shoes. You can. I have a few of the shoes. I have a, a shirt. I don't have any of the bags, but um, I mean, what shoes? The do you coats like? was. I had some of her studded studded shoes, heels, and then I had I have a pair of cream high heels that have like a a sort of chunky chain detailing over the front oh i, I have that. i have the oh, chain yeah. detail yeah i, I have that. that was a great aunt they're was comfortable and then my, i like a gold whose style have you been loving lately like when you see Ooh. celebrities or, or stylists stylist, anybody whose stylist in, what, whose style inspires you wow that's a really good question um i mean i'm gonna sound like a real fangirl but I think Rihanna's forever the style icon for me. Just love seeing her in all stages of her life, in all stages of womanhood. Mm -hmm. She just, I think there's very few women, you know, celebrity women who dress as well as she does and have as much fun with fashion fun. as she does. I think that's the word, right? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of, there's tons of people who I think have incredible style. And to me, actually kind of just watching people dress on the street is the most exciting but as far as like celebrities i think she's the one i'm i'm kind of keeping an eye on the most what did you think about this whole like barbie i mean bobby bobby cool bobby barbenheimer barbie cool barbenheimer barbenheimer yeah yeah i mean it feels like the longest rollout of ever movie ever of all time ever. but it, it's so exciting that there's a you know i was looking at the numbers and apparently it's the biggest week for any female director opening week of all time. Highest grossing. Greta got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like Greta, who, you know, started out as a real indie actor and like, look where she's taken such a huge, huge, yeah, She's huge, amazing. Yeah. I love Greta. You know, and I love Noah. Yeah. And like, it just, you know, we saw, we had a, we had a screening with, with our colleagues and it was fun to see it. But then some of my coworkers went to see it, you know, when it opened, were just like the, you know, you should have seen it when it opened because it's really fun. And, and you know, to Greta, like what an incredible imagination, what an incredible talent. And, you know, you laugh, you cry. Ryan Gosling is also really super fun in it. And, and I also love that, campy. you know, Margot leaned in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah she leaned did. In. I, like what she, I love what she wore in the... I'm just glad that the strike happened when it did because we needed all of her Barbie. We needed all of her. Yeah. I know. She squeezed them all in. Like it was sort of, and you never see her. She's much more, you know, historically been quite restrained in the way that she, yeah. she appears on the red carpet and she went all out. My colleague, my colleague Sarah Spellings coined the phrase method dressing as a new kind of mm -hmm. phenomenon that um, a lot of actors, I think we saw that with, with, um, the, tar. the Little Mermaid and mm -hmm. Tar as yeah. well that you know actors are dressing like their characters yeah. on the red carpet I thought it was really appropriate for Margot to do that and it was so unexpected for her because you just never see her lean into that kind of like chainmail pink I, know, I thought it was whole thing. I mean Phenomenal. she dressed yeah. in my favorite I still remember my favorite Barbie doll and it was the one that she, she wore the white, white hat with the big cell phone wow. the pink suit 
That was the oh, reversible yeah, Barbie. Her. That was, I remember that Barbie. <laughs> like you would take her jacket you off. take her jacket. And then she had a sequin underpinning with a tulle skirt when you took the little pen, the pencil skirt off. I remember it. Like it was probably at 83, 84. Was that Barbie? Wow. 85? I know. I remember it literally like But my that's where Barbie. fashion and art and film, it all comes together. And what about beauty? <laughs> beauty. Oh, I, I'm terrible. I'm not much of a, a beauty girl. We had, we had our beauty editor at large. Autumn Fanning come on the show and 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 she put me on to I'm so behind with everything. She put me on to this to the I guess everyone uses the is it bare essentials, the mineral tinted moisturizer, and I'm obsessed with it. Oh, wow. um, I and I yeah, it's really good. I've always struggled because especially because often when I use like a zinc SPF, it just looks ashy on my skin mm-hmm. tone. So it's nice to have one that's like like a mineral based, but looks really good on my skin. And like you kind of have to wear SPF all year round. Yeah, I know. So Your that's been a huge nice to it. Thank you. I think it's the heat. You guys are also looking good and glowing. I'm um, sweating right now. She <laughs> might like the RMS. Um, oh, yeah. You would like this super oh, serum that? it's called. Super Ooh, serum. I love like dewy, rich. It's, I, I, okay, I'm going to say you. I just launched skincare. Oh, wow. And I did it. Thank you. It's Wise Beauty. And we did a skin glow. It's an SPF wow. 30. It's not sticky. You won't even feel it. Wow. But it gives you just a little bit. You can put it in with your tinted moisturizer. It is insane. Oh, I'm so down to try that. But you and you have like what do you have eyebrows. anything on? Oh, I have no eyebrows, so I have to pencil them in. Oh, they look Those are so good. Thank you. Oh wow. What's yeah, your pencil? I, have, I use Benefit. I'm obsessive about my eyebrows because I feel like without brows, I just look so. It's like a game changer. They look amazing. Yeah, they have you ever microbladed? I have. I I did. I had. Oh, I haven't microbladed. I did another thing. I did lamination or something. No, I did. I for a story, I did. I guess they used. You can get them like lashes almost. I don't know what they call it. Oh, I've seen that. I don't know. It's so. It's almost like. Did it you, freak you out a little bit? It it looked kind of. It looked good, but you. I think I went into a sauna and they all came off. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Chrissy was Teigen a, was did like. Long. I, saw I think that they transplant. transplant or something. Yeah. yeah this doesn't stick it's like having individual they lashes they just kind we of were just fall talking off. about that we went through that era yeah. oh yeah i can't be bothered with lashes no I can't i'm be done bothered. i'm just like i've never i, I never shouldn't have been bothered for the two years it's that we were like, bothered don't you I think like it's was, like going yeah. for an appointment i'm a very i'm minimalist beauty i'm like i don't want to go for like a long appointment i never get my hair done i'm not minimalist really no, <laughs> no but i think everybody has that <laughs> thing i want to be minimalist but i i my makeup i don't put a lot on <laughs> right, but right. i i love beauty I like right. I mean, we do love right. i mean we have a beauty podcast yeah but it's probably we do maybe I, I would hope that you like beauty no i really i'm on the, the other end i'm like know nothing and do nothing do you do so, any treatment sauna wellness Oh, you know what I do do, which I've been getting into recently, is the red light therapy. Oh, yeah. A blanket. Yeah. yeah. Have you but done I'm the very Lima? into wellness. No. What's that? Lima's a new at home. It's a red light. It's really good. Oh, really? But yes. I, I use new shape, I think mm-hmm. it's called. But yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna get more into sort of like that mm-hmm. zone of. It's very healing. It's good for antibacterial, yes. anti-inflammation. Yes. Good for tightening. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It just takes time. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're always people... short on it. Yeah. And what yeah. about like, you know, taking care of yourself, like health yeah. and wellness? Like, what do you do about I'm a, do you work out? Yeah. Do you, how do you I'm, eat? Yeah. I, um, I really love yoga and meditation. I'm a big yogi. 
nothing too strenuous. Like I like, I like a restorative class or like a gentle vinyasa class. So, you know, my doctor probably won't love me for that because I'm supposed to be doing some kind of cardio. But yeah, I like hiking. I like yeah. walking. We do a little rapid fire here on <laughs> Lipstick on the Rim. Favorite season? Ooh, oh, that's hard. Fall. I love yeah, fall. I yeah. love fall too. Yeah. More layers. I love fall. I mean, oh do you like God. layering? Yes. Love a layer. What's the secret to a good layer? Ooh. It's really about proportions. Mm. Like the little bit of one thing. If you're going to go baggy somewhere, you should probably go more, you know, there should be sort of a balance of baggy versus tight, short versus long. Like there should be balance. I think that's the thing about layering. Mm -hmm. I agree. What's your favorite book? As a wow. writer, especially knowing that you're an excellent writer. And oh I'm my curious. God. I, ca I can't pick a favorite book. I can't pick a favorite. I can tell two? you the book I just read that okay, I loved. Okay, great. That's okay. perfect. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And I loved it. People um, are obsessed with that. I, have I to know. Read it. You have to read it. I'm not into gaming or anything, but it was just such a, I love it like a coming of age story, okay. love All story ish. Right. Like, it's beautiful. This is really hard. Okay. Uh oh. It's like picking your children. Favorite piece of clothing you own? That's too hard. Give me um, one. Give me three. I can give you three. Oh, let me think. I own a lot of, more than I should. <laughs> it's one of them, Jean Paul Gaultier. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have a set, like a John, uh, a John Paul Gaultier set that's from 1993. Mm. It's definitely one of my favorite pieces of clothing. And what else? Yeah, I think I think that probably wins. I still have my Jean-Paul Gaultier dress in that sailor print with the bra underneath it oh, that I so wore fun. to my 30th birthday. Oh, you need to so bring fun. that back out again. I know. I don't know why I didn't bring it. It's just made me think about I'm sorry. Okay. If you could bring one thing to deserted island, what would it be? Your phone? Clothing? No. Anything. 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 A friend? Mm, that's a really good <laughs> That's answer. a great answer. Coffee or tea? Tea. You're English. I've been on tea for so long. Yeah. But I love matcha, actually. Go-to cocktail. Ooh, anything with mezcal. Ah, girl after her own heart. Favorite place you've ever traveled? Wow, that's tough. I, I went to Morocco last year and it was just... I just had my 50th birthday. We there. were there. Oh, Chris, yeah. oh, so brilliant. So It was amazing. amazing. I used to model there because it's wow, only three hours from so, Paris. And oh, it was of course, it's so incredible. Close. And my mom would go with me and she would meet. It was just, I love it. It's, it's the everyone best. has to go in their life. It's the best. Best thing about New York. Oh, that's so hard. There's so many great, there's so many great things and there's so many diabolical things about New York. So to pick one feels tough. I would just say the energy. Mm. The energy is unbeatable. You can't replicate it. You can't replicate it. Nowhere in the world has that heartbeat. What do you miss most about London? The people. Yeah, the people always. I, yeah, the people in London mm -hmm. are. Yeah. Even the, the cab the drivers. Sense of humor, the sense oh. of humor. It's always, the food, not so much. The but, food, not so much. The weather, not so much. But the sense of humor, always. What's your superpower? Oh. Mm. That's a good question. Finding vintage clothing. Finds <laughs> Finding yeah, I would say, clothing. I would say like 
tracking down any item clothing that I've seen. I've seen things on the street where I've been like, what is this shirt? And like managed to Google it. Oh, you and I could probably start a business together. It's bad. It's I can find anything. (laughs) She literally can find anything. I'm like, I want the Uriah Hartbag that's sold out. I can find it. I can also find out anything about anyone if you really need me to. That part I'm less good at. I'm good. I know know people that are good at that too. A detective agency slash clothing finder (laughs) would be a great business model. We always ask every guest before they go, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self? Oh, wow. Stay curious, you know, stay curious. And yeah, definitely stay curious. That would be the advice I'd give. And You yeah. seem like you still love what you do. I do. Yeah, I do. And I know it can be a grind. And I know, again, it's, it's yeah, no, I digital. Feel so, it's I just like, pinch myself every day that I get to do this because it's just... You know, and people think of fashion as being, I i don't know, they, they think of fashion as being not serious, but like I'm a serious person and I adore fashion and I think it plays such a big role in my life that I feel really lucky that I get to do this. And when you think about what it does for the economy, like it yeah. is a huge, it's huge revenue driving stream. It supports the economy. In some places, it is the economy. Yep. And it is serious. Well, I start yeah. to look like at Brooks now. I have an 11 year, just turned 11 year old. He's going into fifth grade. And he's like, do you know what Supreme? <laughs> oh, no. he, he's my godson. And he goes, I love fashion. Yeah. He's like Supreme. S-U-P-R-E-M-E. Do you know what that is? I, I want something from there. Again, oh, you know. Like, it's so fun to see when people start fighting. I mean, my, my nephews, when they came to New York, all they wanted to do was go and, you know, go to all those. I think they're called, it's one called Second Street. Mm. Oh my God, we had to line up for this consignment store. I know. <laughs> it's just well, like, I mean, and they but have that was this, me. That was and me. They I was love kid. this app called Goat. Oh, right. Yes. Oh I've heard my of God. It. He'll I'm go on like, for his birthday. Yeah. He loves, I mean, he'll just scroll. I'm like, loves it. He goes, put myself together. Every time I see him on Instagram right now and the clothes I bought him, I'm like, I did good. I know you did good. <laughs> I did good. I got him like a new wardrobe. a great little brand called Psycho Bunny. It's the exit. Oh, yeah. My, my boyfriend of, loves Psycho Bunny. Yeah, Psycho Bunny. It was they so cute. Such yeah. cute like little polo shirts. Yes. And he looks and like a little button down and his, his bathing trunks. suits. And they get wet. Trunks. They have little bunnies pop up on them. Oh, my God. Well, we love you, Choma. Well, you thanks for having back. me. I'll come back. Happy early fall. Happy fashion week that you will just keep We could keep talking fashion with you. I want to go vintage shopping with oh you. My God, oh my yeah. god. I love going vintage shopping anytime. And, and I love what you said. I'm calm. Stay curious. That's actually stay advice curious. I give to, I have three girls. I'm going to say that to them. Be yeah. curious. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. I like that. There's so much to, there's just so much out there. There really <laughs> you is. You can never stop learning. You know? No. It's a really fun way to put it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, we love you. Thank you, you guys. We will see you later. Lipstick on the rim. Live in New York. Live in New York. I feel like we're Saturday Night Live saying that. I like, we're live from New York. Yeah. Lipstick on the rim. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.